listeners, and welcome to another episode of Real World Talks with Lourdes, Natalie, and Kathy. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. On today's episode, we have Carmen Scalise, who is the Vice President of Talent and Strategy with Evolution Parking and Guest Services. Good morning, Carmen. Good morning. How is everyone doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> How are you? Well, uh, fantastic, fantastic. Thank you for having me this morning. I certainly appreciate the opportunity and humbled that I was uh, asked to speak with you ladies this morning. Of course. We no, we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and have our listeners learn a little bit more about you and the organization. So thank you so much. My pleasure, my pleasure. So to begin, can you share with us your background and what led you to a career at Evolution Parking and Guest Services? Absolutely. So I've been in talent acquisition for over 20 years in both agency and corporate environments. And I started my career many moons ago. I'm probably dating myself here, probably over 20 years um, with a Fortune 500 international staffing company uh, and essentially um, developed an affinity for recruiting and the ability to impact and change people's lives while helping them find their next career opportunity. So from that role, um, as I was able to develop my own career and uh, over the years just took on more responsibilities and more challenges and had an opportunity to oversee recruiting teams and multiple locations and branches and you know, later transitioned into a corporate environment where my focus became more uh, finite around talent management, recruiting and strategies, and um, have had a focus in building national recruiting and talent management platforms for a variety of industries, uh, healthcare, financial services, commercial real estate, and most recently, obviously, hospitality, which has been very exciting transition for me. Um, in terms of what led me to Evolution Parking and Guest Services, I was it was actually an opportunity that was presented to me. I had never thought about the hospitality industry or even valet parking management, which is our niche um, service that we offer. Um, I was recruited by the founder and CEO essentially to lead the overall performance and design and direction of a, a talent acquisition uh, team and make sure to um, essentially I'm responsible to attract, source, select, hire, and retain uh, diverse talent that will drive the business. So um, it's a, a young company, an entrepreneurial company. It's uh, given me the platform to really build something and create something um, that's amazing um, in this industry. Thank you, Carmen, so much for sharing with us your amazing career and the different kind of adventures that you went into, especially now coming over to hospitality. Now, we have a lot of students and possibly some listeners um, that have an interest in going into human resources. A lot of them love that talent acquisition side. So could you tell us what characteristics, um, knowledge, and skills do you believe are needed to be successful as a vice president of talent and strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely think for those students or uh, aspiring students that have an interest in human resources is typically you will transition into that um, industry because you have a love for people. 
and you have a desire to help people grow and develop in their own career. Uh, so I would say that you definitely have to have the ability to, um, uh, to be very agile, deal with different personalities and work with um, different business leaders in an organization. Um, you need to obviously um, have practical um, ex you know, work experience in terms of relating to people, understanding their needs, understanding what's important to them, and then trying to help them to get there. So you have to be able to know um, you know, how, how people work. There's a psychology to, to being in human resources where you're dealing with um, a variety of different things that come at you when you're in a human capital position, right? From, you know, dealing with, uh, they say one of the, one of the five most um, uh, things that are the most stressful in a person's life is job change. And when you are in human resources, you are a part of, of that. So you certainly have to um, have a, a passion for people, a passion for helping others, um, and, and, uh, and, and certainly the ability to work with multiple personalities and use compassion and empathy in everything that you do, uh, while at the same time making sure that you're doing it what's, what's best for the business, as well as what's best for the the candidate. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. So could you tell us more a little bit about Evolution Parking and Guest Services and what sets your company apart from other companies that are similar within the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So Evolution Parking and Guest Services, it's a two-year young company. We're headquartered in Tampa, Florida. Uh, the company's founder has actually been in parking management for over two decades, but back in 2018, he decided that he wanted to disrupt the valet parking industry by providing a very unique niche company that would offer exclusive front door services and parking valet services to only high-end hotels and resorts. So some of our hotel partners actually in, in South Florida, which you probably are very familiar with, are the Como, the Carillon Wellness, the Lennox, uh, the Oceana Ball Harbor. We just, you know, uh, contracted, they just contracted us to, to do their valet services. So the company, what makes us different and unique is um, the reason why we're a Forbes uh, Travel Guide partner is because we're the only parking management company in America that will only offer those services to high-end luxury hotels and resorts. We wanna create an amazing guest arrival and experience, regardless what hotel we're working in. We wanna make sure that um, the guest has um, above and beyond anticipatory um, luxury experience the, from the moment they arrive to, a, to their hotel for their stay to the minute that they leave when they depart. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, Carmen. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, I know that we're currently still kind of undergoing a pandemic and um, a lot of organizations and companies have tried to kind of set themselves apart to create um, inspiring and motivating um, 
activities and just things to boost employee morale. So can you describe um, how you create motivation for yourself and for your team? Absolutely. I loved this question. Um, I'll tell you, Lourdes. So I, I'll start off with my team. I'm a strong believer that when you're running a business, your team is your most important asset and your biggest resource. Without them, the business could not function, right? So it's very essential that your employees are constantly feeling encouraged and inspired on a daily basis. So I make it a point with my team to make sure that number one and the most important is to share your vision and set clear goals and expectations, right? You can only motivate and inspire your team if they know what they're working towards. And you wanna make sure that your employees are aware of your vision and what your ultimate goals are for the business, right? Secondly, is constant communication with my staff. Um, part of clear goal setting is effective communication with your team. So communication to me is a two-way street and you should make sure that there's constant flow of communication between yourself and your employees, right? And I do that. I have one-on-ones with my team. I meet with them daily. I do checkpoints throughout the course of the day. You know, this way I know I'm up to date on what they're, what's going on, what's happening, what are their ideas, their opinions, their feedback, what challenges are they facing and how I can help them with those, right? Um, the other thing is I encourage teamwork. Um, I'm a big believer in teams work together. Um, you know, those companies that do that usually have successful teams and have the best results. Um, so I'm always making sure that um, I'm holding team building exercises, an opportunity for the team to bond and get to know one another. So one of the things we do here at Evolution is on Fridays at four o'clock, that's our time to kind of shut down, start preparing for the weekend and do any big celebrations, any big wins we had for that day. And we actually have a small room here where it's sort of our celebratory room. And um, the whole team will toast, do a champagne toast to something that happened that week that was a big moment for us, you know? So I encourage them to sort of do that and, 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 um, and share with one another and get to know one another. And it's a chance for them to just kick back and relax and reflect on the week. Um, the other thing is I'm always giving positive feedback and rewarding the team. Anytime they do something good, it's not just good job, but also really giving them the praises and tell them that how grateful they are. And I always end with, I appreciate you. You mean, you know, thank you. You are a big part of this team. I think making feel, uh, making people feel that's, that's very important. Um, and I think that lastly, the other piece is just providing opportunities for development, right? So um, teams typically will feel um, more valued when they're learning and enhancing their skills. So to motivate them, you have to make sure that as they're achieving great results, you also want to provide an opportunity for them to grow and develop and say, okay, where else do you think that you'd want to develop? Where do you want to go from here? What do you want to do? Do you want to go into leadership? Do you want to go into a management program? Do you want to do something different? And what can I do to help you get there? Um, so I think those are the things that I use to motivate the team. Um, in terms of myself, obviously, I am a big checklist person. So 
I create goal boards and checklists and I organize myself throughout the course of the day, throughout the course of the week in terms of what I need to accomplish, what I need to do. And um, I, I, although it doesn't always work that way to stick to the checklist, um, I tend to want to make sure that I accomplish those goals that I set for myself for that week. Um, I schedule check-ins with my manager. Um, I have amazing mentors that have helped me along the way in the last 20 plus years that I've been in this career that I will touch base with and um, always ask for, solicit their feedback, let them know, you know, where I'm at and, and what areas can I improve on and what areas, you know, am I really being successful? Um, and then I reward myself when I accomplish a goal, you know, and I surround myself with those motivated people that are going to give me that feedback and, and stay positive. So um, those are the ways that I tend to keep motivated, even after all these years and what I do. Thank you, Carmen, so much for sharing that. Um, and I also love the whole Friday, 4 p.m. Ladies, I think we should discuss that possibly, us implementing that in our office. Um, now, just to kind of switch a little bit here, I would say, Aline, if a lot of times through our career or life, you know, we say, oh my God, if I could go back five years or a year from now, I'll make a different decision. You know, what would I do? So if we can ask you that question, what would you do differently if you can go back in time? Oh, wow. You know, I have been given that question a lot of thought because I don't regret the path that my career has taken me to, to the present. Um, along the way, obviously, there were some bumps, um, and, and uh, we all have them as, as, our, as our careers grow. Um, I would say that the one thing that I have found is, um, so I mentioned earlier that I started my career in the staffing industry, which I don't regret. That was amazing experience for me because it really gave me a, a holistic view of, of recruiting and HR and human capital. Um, but probably I would not have waited so long to transition into corporate. Um, I, I did staffing for about eight, nine years and kind of remained in that. And, and although I was successful, um, I would say probably to have done it a little sooner. Um, that, that's probably the one thing that looking back from a career perspective, I would have done differently. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, you're currently a VP. And we don't see like many women leaders in the industry. And we wanted to know how do you continue to grow and develop as a leader? Yeah, that's an excellent question. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I tend to try to surround myself with successful, motivated people. So I am very active on um, social media. I'm very active in um, attending networking events, um, particularly women leadership networking events here in the Tampa Bay area. I'm sure you guys have them in Miami as well. Um, so I, uh, I really try to um, communicate and connect and network with those individuals who share the same passion or industry or interest that I do. Uh, that to me is very important because that's how you first forge those relationships initially, right? Is, is you surround yourself with like-minded people and then also with people that maybe perhaps may not have exactly my interest, but that I can learn from, right? Because we can always learn from everybody in some 
fashion or, 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 or facet, and you never know when you'll need them in, in your life in the future. So um, I would say just, um, you know, attending networking events, attending workshops. Um, in fact, I'm attending a career workshop this afternoon. I'm taking an hour off my workday and we'll be listening to an expert on how to build a diversity and inclusion you know, program. Um, so that's how I'm continuous learning. Um, I'm also part of a lot of leadership forums online um, where I read a lot and I look at, uh, I listen to podcasts in terms of um, leaders that are out there and how they, uh, how they develop strategies, how they execute those strategies, what resources they use. So I am just constantly researching and learning and, uh, um, you know, always seeking for opportunities to develop as a leader and get better each and every day. Thank you so much for sharing that, Carmen. Now, to continue on with the leadership, you know, conversation, what is your leadership style and how do you feel that it has helped you to be an effective leader? Right. So it is something that I have crafted um, I've, over the years. <laughs> I can't say I've perfected it, but um, I, I uh, uh, definitely have learned a lot about myself and about leading and managing others. So I am a, you know, um, a very, you know, fair leader. I, um, I like to empower my people to make decisions and allow them to find um, solutions to a lot of their uh, you know, opportunities. Um, and then obviously I'm here to support them and, and to be a, um, a support if they need it. But really I just empower people, I'm fair. Um, I do have high expectations of my team. And I'm one of those that I will communicate clear expectations, what the goals are, what they need to accomplish. And then I walk away and allow them to do it. I don't micromanage. I don't make them feel as though I don't trust in what they're doing. Um, but then I'll do checkpoints and I'll check back to see how they're doing. Do they have any anything they need help with? Any anything I can help them with? And I think they appreciate that. People want to people want to feel empowered and they want to feel as though you trust them. If you hire them to do a job, trust them to do it right. And so. Um, you know, I, I'm, you, I'm also one that's, uh, you know, certainly allow um, those that want to shine, allow them to shine. And if they want more, that is exciting to me. And I'll do everything I can to make sure that they get to that next level and provide them the tools and resources that they need. I think that's awesome. Thank you so much, Carmen. I'm sure that your team appreciates you and what you do for them as far as your leadership style. Um, so thank you for, for sharing. Um, now, we are all women on this um, podcast and um, I feel like we all have very successful roles and we've been in the industry. And when we speak to students um, at the hospitality school, we can give them advice from our perspective. But from your perspective, what advice would you give to the next generation of female leaders? Yeah, wow, I love that. Um, this is such a different environment than the environment that I have grown up in. So um, it, it's interesting because I've had to evolve, obviously, uh, as, as uh, the generations are evolving. 
I would say the advice I would give, you know, the next generation of female leaders is that, you know, set your mind and goals to the things that you want, that you want, and don't allow anybody to tell you that you can't do it or that you're, um, you won't be able to do it, or it's too hard for you. Shut that noise off completely. Really set your goals and set them high because the higher you set your goals, the more motivated you'll be to achieve them. Um, you know, I believe, and I, I tell my daughter this all the time, is you can do anything that you want to do. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what, you know, your color is, your nationality, where you come. You know, we are all equal and we're all the same. And as women leaders, um, we can set the bar higher. So um, I definitely would say to set goals, <clears throat> stick to those goals, um, surround yourself with people that are going to encourage and motivate you, reach out to those other women leaders that have already been there that can be a good sounding board or good mentor, align yourself with a good mentor that maybe perhaps has a lot of the same likes and interests that, that you do as a student. Um, to ensure that, you know, others can provide you, you know, that advice, so that feedback um, for certain. Um, so I would say that that's definitely something that, uh, that, that the, the younger generation should do is to um, make sure that they're, they're setting the bar high and they're setting themselves up and, and networking with other seasoned leaders that can help them move to the next level. Great advice, great advice, Carmen. So um, just switching gears a little bit, I wanted to know what is the most memorable moment in your life? This can be like personal or professional. Um, we just want to get to know you just a little bit more on a, on a personal side if you want. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to switch gears and go to personal because um, I think this and, you know, it might sound a little cliche, but for me personally, because of my journey, um, on how um, she came into this world, um, I would say was uh, having my daughter was the most memorable um, moment for me. And I'm, I don't think there's any other moment professionally or personally that uh, can top that right now. So. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so now since we're still talking about some personal stuff, the ladies are, and I are really big foodies and we always talk about new <laughs> restaurants and right. we, I mean, it really came into play a lot during the pandemic, but <laughs> I think like a lot of other people. So to ask you, Carmen, what is your favorite meal and do you have any hobbies that you just love to do and, and make you feel great and relaxed and so forth? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am all about, it's interesting that I'm in this, um, in the hospitality industry, because I am all about um, fine dining and wine and spas and <laughs> all of that. So my favorite meal would have to be, um, I'm a seafood lover. I'm originally from the Northeast and uh, the Boston area. So we get great seafood up there. So I love lobster, anything that's lobster, shrimp, crab, or king crab, like I'm there. <laughs> so definitely love that. Um, and in terms of um, any hobbies, so, you know, um, I would say that, um, Traveling is definitely one that I enjoy. I enjoy to look at, you know, go to different places, um, meet different people. 
so that's definitely something that I enjoy and I wish I, I was able to um, do it more often than I do. <laughs> and, uh, and just, you know, spending time with my family, particularly my daughter. Um, she's a, uh, a competitive dancer now and now I get to travel to different hotels to, to conventions and to watch her dance and so um, I enjoy that. That's one of my favorite pastimes uh, right now. So you and I have very similar tastes when it comes to food because I am also a seafood lover. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I know. So you just, you'll have to tell me like when I visit Miami, what are some of the great restaurants that I need to go to? Uh, because that that's the number one thing I'll scope out. <laughs> oh, de oh, definitely. We can definitely give you some good recommendations on some great places for seafood. Good. For sure. <laughs> so to conclude the podcast, we like to end um, with a fun question. So who is your favorite musical artist? And if, um, Perhaps you have a favorite song from them that you'd like to share that you like as well. Oh my goodness, my favorite musical artist. Um, hmm. I am going to say, uh, I would have to say it would be Sade. Um, I don't know if you ladies have ever heard of her music. She's more of a jazz, sultry, R&B. Um, but I, she's been around since, you know, oh, since forever. And so she's still by far one of my favorite um, artists to hear sing. I saw her in concert once uh, many, moon ago, many moons ago, but uh, I would say it'd have to be her. Um, and my favorite song that she has um, would be Love is Stronger Than Pride. So yes, I'm very familiar with Sade. I love all of her songs. I love By Your Side and Smooth Operator. She's yes. fantastic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes I do. I, I, uh, I got a chance to see her in, in, uh, in Boston once and uh, it was, uh, was quite an experience. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's a fantastic singer. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my God, you're you're dating me back. You're like making me feel so old thinking about all these things. No, I know Shade, so no, no, no. Well, Carmen, thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciated learning a little bit more about you, about the organization, and some of your favorite things to do and places to eat and, and things of that nature. So thank you so much again, Carmen. We appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And it was so, this was so fun. It was so nice to meet you ladies. And, and uh, thank you again for, for having me on this morning. I hope that whoever has an opportunity to listen to this podcast can walk away with some good nuggets, um, as I like to call them, and, and that it can be an inspiration for them as they continue their journey as students and, and early career professionals. So thank you so much, and uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the week. You too, Carmen. Thank you so much, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>